In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and summer is over in North America and Europe. So I hope all our listeners had a great summer and I welcome you back. But we do have listeners from all over the world. So good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, wherever you're listening from. Now, if you're new to this show, I'd like to tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this show, we have heard many, many episodes, and we've heard everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and generational management and business values that may impact your organization or your career. So please download this series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher and listen to us live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. When you listen to us, you can get great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com and connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Let me know what you'd like to hear about. I'd love to get an email from you. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take away something useful either for your business or yourself. And on to what we're going to talk about today. I mean, the numerous articles and blogs we read surrounding data and technology inductions will show that we really are still in a transition and an adjustment phase when it comes to the kind of tools we use to search. And one of those tools that is rapidly rising in usage is that of voice search. According to ComScore, 50% of all searches will be done by voice by 2020. And according to CapTech Consulting, the majority of the smart speaker owners or voice search users, are in the ages of 18 to 36, followed by 37-year-olds to 52-year-olds, and 15% of those over 53 are using search, voice search. But this is going to increase rapidly. Now, I do use voice search, but as part of this, these statistics, it scares me because we've witnessed the deterioration of writing and communication skills with the induction of texting rather than emailing over the past years. And with AI making everything so easy for us, from Grammarly to various translation apps, I wonder what kind of social impact voice search will have on us. But I guess we got used to mobile devices instead of home phones, text messages instead of email, social media instead of word of mouth recommendations. So it is likely that voice search will eventually become part of the everyday life. But most important is what kind of impact this will also have on small businesses. Will they be able to catch up? Will they be able to be part of the new trend? And even enterprises, I mean, they are bigger, but not always faster. And are they also ready for this kind of transition? Well, our guest today and his company have conducted extensive research into the readiness of small and medium businesses, enterprise, and brands online, in particular to their readiness for voice search. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'd like to welcome to the show Florian Hubner. And he is the CEO and co-founder of the location marketing SaaS company, Uberall, located in Berlin, Germany, with offices international. Uberall helps businesses and consumers gain greater control over their online presence and reputation with the Location Marketing Crowd, a software solution that helps drive traffic to businesses. 
Florian is the leading technical and product lead for the company. Before founding Uberall in 2013, Florian spent several years as a strategic consultant for McKinsey and Company, where he advised leading companies across a variety of industries. Before McKinsey, he worked at the Hasso Platner Institute in Potsdam, researching enterprise platform and integration concepts. Florian studied graduate level computer science at the Technical University in Karlsruhe, Germany, also in Sydney University in Australia, and the University of Southern California in the USA, and he holds a master's degree in computer science. So Florian, hi, and welcome to the show. Kimberly, thank you for having me. Okay. So um, first, just tell us a little bit about your business overall. Uh, Sure. So I think I should start out by saying that we, we live in a world with roughly two trillion Google searches, uh, searches this uh, this year, and 50% of those have some near-me components. So people are looking for something that's close to them. And most companies today don't address this. So what we are doing, we are helping businesses to market effectively in the age of near-me searches. That is, we help them to basically be searched for and and discovered by people taking the smartphones out of their pockets uh, when they are looking for a product or a service uh, close to them. And we help them to engage with customers and prospects that are leaving reviews and that are looking at other people's reviews to figure out where basically uh, to, to leave their money. And there's a lot more that we do, like store locators for Uh, the websites of larger brands that we are working with, hyper-local advertising solutions uh, available to everyone, and we are going more and more into messaging between consumers and and local businesses. Mm -hmm. And so how, so so we have enterprise and we have SMBs, Florian. So I've I've read some studies that, for example, if we look at the small and medium businesses or enterprises, both in Europe and the United States and probably worldwide, that only about 50% of them really have an effective online presence. Um, Do do you agree with those numbers? And and do you think that, you know, why do you think that is? So actually I have to say this is highly dependent on what effective means. To me, Mm -hmm. 50% really sounds uh, more than I would have expected. And Uh there's many things in there. I would say, uh, for sure, websites are nothing that it has proven super effective for small and medium businesses. There's little effect of your bakery's website when it comes to driving more traffic into their shop. Uh, but there is things like profiles on, on the big search engines, uh, portals like Facebook and Google and Bing and TripAdvisor and so on. And... And there, there's really far less than 50% of local businesses that have managed profiles on those. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that SMBs probably are not uh, with with enough online affinity and still rather do print and everything or want to figure out technologies themselves. Mm-hmm. So so if I'm if I um, a smaller business enterprise, it doesn't matter if I'm in New York or if I'm in Berlin or in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, um, it's important. It's important for me to have that online presence. And you talked about presence not just in their website, but you pre- talked about presence across all different um, portals. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. So uh, for me, if you compare what brands can do versus what SMBs can do, there's there's the beauty in local search. Because uh, remember, when you take the smartphone out of your pocket and, and you look for a coffee shop to go to, this is SMB territory. They can really be competitive on a local scale. And it doesn't matter if you're competing with a chain that has hundreds of stores across the nation. Um, if your local store is better than the chain's local store, then you will be top of the list and likely get the traffic. So it's it's really okay and possible for for SMBs to have SEO strategies that convert near me searches in this domain and and they can compete much much better against brands than in many other forms of advertising but as a small as an SMB regardless of where i am in the world okay 
what what are probably the three most important things I have to pay attention to? Because um, you know, this is it's quite overwhelming. I don't have the staff the enterprises have. I don't have you know, uh, twenty five marketing people like brands have. H- how do I pay attention to that, and how do I build my presence? Yeah, I, I think uh, the right word is already in there. I think you just have to pay a little attention to what's happening online, and you should not be scared by maybe not being fluent in, in all these technologies. So uh, the first thing that you should do is you should have profiles on, on all of the major search engines and platforms. And if you think about it, you know, um, currently less than 25% of the companies that actually are present online have correct names across platforms. But if you compare that to the sign above your door, um, that one you would prepare uh, within a heartbeat. You know, and the next level is um, to simply manage that a little more actively. So basically, in the same rhythm that you exchange the nice signs uh, in in your shopping window, uh, you might also exchange a little bit what you're showing on your Google My Business profile. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's really about engaging with users, and um, I mean with with SMB's customers. Uh, that is in this case where it's something that they're really good at. You know, they're really good at telling their story and really having people spend way more time in front of the counter than they would normally need to just to pay what they just bought. Um, and actually, I think this is where SMBs really have an advantage over brands, as I said before. Mm-hmm. Because I'm local, okay? So, so then um, what you're saying is kind of take it step by step for the SMBs. First, make sure that their presence is correct and that, you know, the sign on the door matches what I'm searching for in Google. And I've had that experience before. I'm trying to find some place and I couldn't find it. And um, what about other presence I'm on social media or, um, you know, is that, how important is that also for SMBs? Well, I, I think that by now, uh, probably the borders between uh, social media and online presence are really fluent. So mm-hmm. if somebody leaves a review on your Google profile, uh, you could consider that social media, yeah. So mm-hmm. because that's really what other people are looking at when they want to figure out if they go to your business or to your competitor. And um, it's interesting that by now there's even conversations started from that, and that you can uh, reply and and actually get yeah into into a customer relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and Florian, okay, so we've been talking about SMBs, but I mean, enterprises, are they perfect? Okay, I mean, do they have perfect presence also? Well, you know, are they something we should look up to? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I, I think the difference here is that enterprises more strategically look at these topics and usually have uh, social media slash marketing departments that are able and willing to build up some capacities and um, let, let me also mention that are willing to invest into this, for example, uh, into tooling and services that really allow them to do these things at scale. Still, there's lots of brands uh, that we see that um, do not have correct data online that is, starts with names and, and opening hours, but really ends with what's, what's your product or what's the reviews that you should be interacting with and, and for sure are not using their online footprint as actively as uh, yeah, we would advise them to do. Mm-hmm. So they're not perfect either. So, sorry, um, we're going to take we're going to take a short break, and and what I want to come back to, and I, a question to think about while we're taking a break is, is you were talked about the presence, and and that's a presence that for the behavior, the consumer behavior that's going on now. But in the intro, I talked about the changing behavior, you know. Um, and changing search. And when we get back, I'd like to talk about, you know, voice voice search and the changing behavior of the consumer search and what you found out, because your company's done a lot of studies on that, or quite a big study on that, and what you find out and what does that mean for enterprises and for SMBs, okay? So for our audience, we are talking to Florian Hubner, and he is the CEO, co-CEO uh, and, of, and co-founder of Uber All, 
a location marketing SaaS company located in Berlin, Germany, with offices international. Uberall helps businesses and consumer gain greater control over the online presence and reputation with the Location Marketing Cloud, a software solution that helps drive traffic to businesses. He's Florian is the leading technical director and product lead for the company. Now, you can connect with Uberall by going to www.uberall.com. And Uberall is also on Facebook under Get uberall and on linkedin under get slash uberall and on twitter get uberall and i'm your host kimberly lewis ceo and leadership and business expert you can contact me with questions and comments at leadership beyond borders at gmail.com or join our linkedin group at leadership beyond borders or my website leadership now this show is brought to you by Leadership Beyond Borders, by Global Business Therapy, and also by Cinda, one of Europe's most extensive digital marketing and local search nonprofit association. Cinda conducts market research and holds digital conferences two times a year in Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And their next conference is in Lisbon, October 13th to 16th. And if you'd like to join us in Lisbon, please go to www.cinda.com. And you can also meet Florian and his colleagues from Uberall in Lisbon. So please join us in Lisbon. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. And today we are speaking with Florian Hubner, and he is the co-CEO and co-founder of the location marketing SaaS company, Uberall, located in Berlin, Germany, with offices internationally. Now, Florian, before the break, um, you were just giving us some insights into uh, both the online presence of SMBs as well as enterprises and how important that is for them to be found when a consumer goes looking for them. Now, search is changing, okay? Um, and as I said in the beginning, you know, we, we, we changed from, from emails to text messages, and you're seeing this trend towards voice search, okay? And I mean, not just Alexa or Siri, but, you know, there's a lot more to it. Um, first, can you just t- talk to us about voice search? And is it only Alexis, Alexa and, and Siri, okay? Our audience would like to learn a little bit more voice search. For sure. So uh, I find it quite funny that 
voice search is still super mystified, though it should not be. In the end, voice search is what I co would call search 3.0. And it's as easy as that it's a normal search that um, basically goes with the query to search engines and returns with the result. But the query is not typed, but spoken. Mm -hmm. And the effect of this is that uh, you don't do what, what you and I have been trained for, that we think about how we uh, can give keywords to what we're actually looking for, but you can just use uh, spoken language to really define what that is. And this leads to the search engines having much, much more data to figure out that it's not just a coffee shop that you're looking for, but that it's a coffee shop that's on your way home, that has lactose-free milk and snacks, where there's Wi-Fi available and parking in front of the door. Uh, and so uh, this really comes with a necessity for businesses to just give much more uh, information to search engines that they can really dig into. And then there's one more thing. Uh, sometimes the results are also spoken. Um, so, for example, if you speak with a smart assistant in your home, and then the result uh, that you get back is really just the top result from the list. And it's not a screen where you see the first three to 10 results and then make a pick. And there it really becomes important to be the number one pick because otherwise it will just not be shown. Mm -hmm. And um, so th this is just kind of the, the next method. So, so it's just a different query. Now, you, you did some studies on this. And, and before we go to the businesses being ready, I'd like to talk about the users. Um, what did you find about the users? I mean, um, the statistics I read said that, you know, it's just increasing rapidly, th this query by voice. What did you find out in your study? Yeah, so, so what we found is... Uh, Multiple things, actually. So first of all, it's often said that in 2020, 50% of all queries will be voice search queries. And I think it's fair to say that this was a too high estimate. And mm -hmm. I would say that it's rather going to be 15%. Still, 15% mm -hmm. of, of all the search traffic is quite a lot. And every business should be thinking about how to optimize for that. And if you look at the, the consumers individually, it turns out that 20% of those are using voice search on a, on a weekly basis or even daily basis, but 60% really never do it. Yeah? And interestingly enough, that leads to the ones that do it relatively often. They see the value and think that it's going to be more important over time, but the others find that they are just not used to it and that they are skeptical of the results that are coming back from those searches and don't think that it's super efficient. So it's really an experience good. You need to get used to it. So if you're saying, if you're saying uh, you know, I've done it, I've used it, okay, um, but I have to say I don't use it all the time. Um, so if 15%, and that's increasing rapidly, and you talked about businesses having to be ready for that. So what did you find out when you studied the businesses from your market research? Are they ready for that? So, so let me quickly tell you what you did. Um, by now, as there's so many statements about what voice search readiness means and how that's impacting local businesses, we thought, hey, we have a million customers worldwide now. Um, so, so we have uh, the data to really take a good look. We, we took 100,000 local businesses all over the world and actually focused on various metropolitan areas. In Boston, uh, in the U.S., uh, we, we did uh, roughly 50,000 businesses. And uh, the objective was to figure out how many of those can be found when I use one of the major voice platforms. And mm -hmm. I can tell you, um, it's, it's devastating. Only 4% of the businesses are what we would wow. consider voice search ready. Wow. So you so you define voice search ready as using one of the voice search plas, um, platforms to find that business is what I'm understanding. Yeah. So so what we found is that most voice searches really come uh, from from Google, and that's then the Google Assistant. There's also Amazon Alexa, Microsoft Cortana, and Apple Siri. And if you look at where they are getting the data from, this is really coming from from search engines. That's that's Google, Bing. And Yelp mostly, plus a bit more than, than uh, 35 other platforms. And if you manage to, to be completely correct on, on at least the three biggest ones, um, then I think it's fair to say 
that you can and will get found on those four uh, smart assistants, which essentially makes you basic voice search ready. Mm-hmm. And was this just the SMBs? Uh, what about the enterprises? Or did you find it was um, maybe a little bit higher that they were voice search ready or not? Yes, that's, uh, that, that's a good question to ask. So what we found is that um, enterprises as well, so, so the big brands are not voice search ready. But here we even looked at various industries. And um, I can tell you the one that did the best was, was retail. But even in retail, only 15% of the businesses were voice search ready, meaning 85% of the businesses were not. So there's significant room for improvement and um, in, in other industries that just was much, 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 much less. Mm-hmm. And was there one, what was the most surprising thing you found in the study? I mean, this is all surprising to me that the enterprise is only 15% and SMBs, 4%. But was there something that has jumped out in this study that you conducted that said, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I can't believe that? Yeah, I, I, I think if you look at the businesses and uh, that relates to something that we talked about earlier, we, we found that roughly a quarter of those uh, don't even have correct names uh, oh, wow. when, when you ask a voice search engine for them and uh, more than 50% had incorrect opening hours. And uh, that is really something that should not happen, I think. Wow. So uh, that that's amazing. Uh, the incorrect name does surprise me too. So um, Florian, so we have this and they're not ready. So what do they have to do to get ready for this? Well, uh, I think there's there's really some easy steps that you uh, should take. So, um, of course, you got to get your presence on, on Google, right, on, on Bing, right, probably in North America, on Yelp, right. And the beauty of this is if you optimize on those, uh, this will give you a big boost in voice search readiness, but it will also help you to get found otherwise when, when people just use, you know, the plain old search 2.0 to look for businesses. And then it's really making it a habit and having a, let's call it strategy, to use the, the local footprint that they have. And we talked about this earlier a little bit. I think one problem in there is that local businesses are just not set up for success here. Yeah? One thing that struck us was that out of the ones that do it right, so out of the 4% that we consider a voice search ready, more than 75% uh, use a partner to help them get voice search ready and generally uh, near me search ready. And in the end, that is something that SMBs, for example, should not be so afraid of. I think it's fair to say that my favorite pizza baker uh, should be the favorite pizza baker, but not the uh, most sophisticated online marketeer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's something to invest in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it comes. This is kind of like the the making sure you do have the horse before the cart, because if the voice searches a cart, okay, that you know, uh, um, you know, you have to have you have to have your data online correct. Because if you don't have your data online correct, then you're never going to be found in voice search. Um, is it harder or easier when to be found on, on voice search, do you think? For, for, uh, if a business doesn't have correct data, um, I may eventually find them on you know, a, a normal Google search, and, but I won't find them on a voice search. I mean, what's your tips there for SMBs and enterprises? So get, get one. I, I get think one the, <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think the the point I would make here uh, really is that um, you know everything that you do to optimize for voice search helps you in normal search, but if you're not visible, findable on Google in general, you will also not happen in the Google Assistant. Yeah. So um, also, if you look at the fact that 15% of the traffic comes from voice search, 85% does not. And I, I think that's a no-brainer to not optimize for 15% and forget about 85%, but, but really do the basics right first. Mm-hmm. And how rapidly do you think this is going to change? Okay, because because that that's something I see with a lot of SMBs. You know, you know, it takes them a long time to get the website up. It takes them a long time to get the SEO correct. Okay, and in the meantime, we as consumers are rapidly changing. So, 
you know, from a time frame, would you say get it done now and do it all at once um, or you're not going to get found? How, our behaviors, how fast do you think our behaviors are going to change? Uh, well, I, I think SMB's behavior is something that we have been working on extensively <laughs> over the last seven years. Um, and I know that you, with your work at Cinder, are doing the same. So um, it's, I think, coming to a tipping point where people really understand that, um, you know, that there was a time when you would try to build the website yourself, but, but then you would really um, just use the help of a professional service provider to, to get a website up and running quickly. And the same we see for, for general online presence and for near me search readiness, basically. And then uh, obviously also for, for voice search readiness. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, as I said, you know, by now we are supporting uh, 1 million businesses uh, worldwide, 1 million local businesses. And uh, we see this as a growing trend. Um, obviously, there's many more millions to go. Uh, but but it's becoming a thing, and people really understand that they need to get that right in order to be present and um, yeah valuable to us as consumers. Mm -hmm. To be found and to make sure that you you find your your that pizza pizza place on the corner. Um, and do you think that, so? The trend is maybe going away to find a partner as you're you know finding a market because if I do am making pizza. And I had my second cousin do my website, okay? They're certainly probably not going to be the ones that are going to be able to make that website SEO optimized and, and voice search ready is what I'm hearing from you. Finding a partner is probably the best way. Absolutely. I think if you um, spend, spend a little money on working with a partner to get online presence uh, right, then you can actually – spend some extra time on making more pizza for uh, the more <laughs> clients that will come through your door. And that, that's for the enterprises too, because what you said to, that only, you know, that surprises me. You said 15% of the enterprises were voice search ready. So they need some support also. That's what I'm hearing. Right. So, so let me correct you here. That's 15% of the enterprises that are in retail. So uh, generally okay. speaking, the number is much lower even. Wow, and 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 absolutely. So so uh, they need help, um, and I think a lot of that has to do uh, with technical capabilities, uh, proven strategies, and a focus. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, yeah, and uh, that's uh, that's a good message for those those big guys up there because I mean my experience is also they may be big, but sometimes bigger is slower. Uh, have you seen that? Do you have that kind of experience? Uh, well, I, I have the luxury of, of working with fantastic brands that are really on the forefront of, of yeah. doing this. We have some clients that we've been working with for, um, as I said, you know, roughly seven years now. And, and obviously, um, they are pretty keen on, on getting this right. Yeah. But uh, I'm in many, many conversations uh, with, with people that we advise on uh, near-me search strategies and mm – -hmm. And there's, there's a lot of mysteries to be cleaned up. Yeah. Okay. Well, Florian, with that, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you a bit about what you see, what other trends are coming and, and um, what you think about AI and how that's going to affect the way we, we do everything. And for our listeners, we're talking with Florian Hubner, and he's the co-CEO and co-founder of the location marketing SaaS company UberAll, located in Berlin, Germany, with offices international. And UberAll helps businesses and consumers gain greater control over the online presence and reputation in the local location marketing cloud, a software solution that helps drive traffic to businesses. You can reach Uberall and Florian at www.uberall.com, on Facebook under Get Uberall, and on LinkedIn under Get slash Uberall, and on Twitter under Get Uberall. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders. Now, this show is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's most significant digital marketing and local search nonprofit associations. Cinda conducts market research and holds digital conferences two times a year in Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And their next conference is in Lisbon, October 13th to 16th. For more information, go to www.cinda.com and you can meet Uberall and Florian at Cinda 
in Lisbon. And with that, we're going to talk, take a short break and we'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are talking about how enterprises, brands, and small and medium businesses can get a better online presence and also get voice search ready. And we're we're talking with Florian Hubner, and he's the CEO and co-founder of the location marketing SaaS company, Uberall, located in Berlin, Germany, with offices internationally. So, Florian, we've kind of just talked about online presence in general, and we've talked a lot about this new trend to voice search. Um, I'd like to ask you, what else is happening? I mean, the technology and is changing, and are you and we as consumers are changing our behavior so rapidly. What do you other trends do you see coming up in the next year or? In technology, it's a month, okay? Yeah, so. uh, yeah or, or decades, right? Or decades, um, yeah. So I, I, I think um, generally the age of near me that I talked before um, has a lot of impact, not only on uh, near me searches, but, but also simply on our um, consumer behavior. And uh, how digital is playing into that uh, becomes quite obvious when you look at you know how we make choices, that is... Um, what we want to do with our free time, um, that is where we want to spend our money, that is what services we prefer over others, but also when we use digital to figure out how we uh, travel around in the cities or, or you know, less local uh, when, when going on vacation or business trips, how we discover new places uh, in our normal neighborhoods, but also when, when being abroad. I have that a lot myself when I'm on business trips. And, and really everything uh, becomes so interconnected that we are looking to get uh, even more um, convenience uh, when, when looking for such experiences. Yeah, we don't want to invest uh, much time anymore into researching our decisions, but we really uh, want to have them delivered to us. And that's a big, big game changer for, for businesses in all areas. Mm-hmm. And, and do you think I just want to go a little bit broader here on that? So, so do you think we're we as consumers 
are, are getting lazier or is it technology has just given us so much? And, and I, I mean, what's common, what's happening first? Okay. Are, 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 are our behaviors driving the technology or is the technology driving the behaviors? And is there any dangers in this or is it just a, a big, great, wonderful future? I, first of all, I think it's a self-enforcing circle. Yeah. And mm. I think it would be unfair to say either, or it's, it's probably not that we all get lazy, but uh, then again, um, it is that we give more and more decision-making uh, power to, to our digital devices. For myself, I think I would explain this as, um, hey, you know, for every single thing for me needs to be more convenient and faster, but I actually also want to do so much more. And mm-hmm. so the pace with which we approach decisions, topics, um, it's, it's just getting so much faster. Yeah? And obviously, there's there's a lot of dangers um, in this, and, and we all uh, know how basically driving opinions uh, may have influenced certain political developments in the world. Uh, we for sure know that there's certain companies that manage to use uh, various types of hypes better than others. Uh, we all feel sometimes a little disconnected to to the world around us but but i think at the same time there's also the chance you know to to be more democratic to give more visibility to to topics um from from all areas uh, that that you can imagine and maybe and and that for sure is something that um, i see with uh, with the generations coming after us um to communicate just even so much more than we used to Mm-hmm. So it really, I mean, all this technology and, and this is, is building bridges. I mean, one of the things I see is just, you know, the the cultural tolerance, the cultural learning, um, the cultural awareness. Um, you know, 20 years ago, if you lived in Kansas City, you had no idea probably where the small town outside of Berlin was, okay, or Potsdam was. So, I mean, that's so nice um, information. So with this this tons of information that's out there. And sometimes I feel information overload. Um, how do you think, where is AI playing a role and how is that going to help us sort our way through all this information? Yeah, I, I think that, of course, is a very, very broad topic that's probably a little mm-hmm. more out than, than just a couple of months. Um, yeah. Personally, I, I think there, there's two camps, you know, the ones that, that are really skeptic and the ones that are overly optimistic. And um, I can very well imagine that in the end, it's going to be something in the middle. Of course, mm-hmm. AI is going to help us to go through information much, much faster. And um, especially when you look at very, uh, very specific use cases where um, smarter and smarter algorithms are helping today already. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of value in that. Um, mm-hmm. it, it may be a little scary when you think that businesses in the future may, uh, you know, not, not really have a person that answers your requests, be it on the phone or, or be it in chat. But then again, there was this presentation by, by Google at the I.O. conference where they had um, the smart assistant uh, call, I, I think, uh, a hair salon to, to make an appointment. And, and now imagine we will see a time when there's smart assistants speaking to smart assistants figuring out stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 we, and we will not even know anymore. Yeah? And um, <laughs> of course, we, we always have to, have to ensure that we also get the quality experiences out of that. Um, I personally choose to believe that, you know, if, if our assistants find the time for, for us to do this interview, then, then you and I have, have more time to really um, spend it talking and, and be it uh, on the phone or, or be it in a coffee shop near us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think people get scared when they hear AI, and that's one of the things. But you see how how it's doing such fantastic things in 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 such industries as medical and and some other industries. But when you're when you're looking at these technology changes, Florian, do you do you see? You know, uh, is there? You talked about retail, and they're more um, voice search ready. Do you see certain industries that are that are moving faster than others? when it comes to just new technology, um, AI? Well, here I would say that certain uh, certain industries definitely have more first movers. But but the beauty is that, you know, there's this saying that software is eating the world. And one big factor in that is 
that, that software can be replicated so easily. And I, I kind of expected that you would probably ask me if there's a big difference for for um, the usage of AI for brands and, and small businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, for, for that, I would say, uh, that in the end, uh, you know, SMBs can use the very same software that enterprises can use. And uh, we ourselves are a really good example for that. We offer our solution to both. Of course, then it, uh, you know, is a little bit uh, specific when, when you see, okay, what's the data that is put into such algorithms and what's the focus that um, strategies based on those algorithms have within a business. Um, but, but, you know, then we have... Basically, the same situation that we see now for for the search of uh, local businesses on on web platforms, just on, on a different playing field. That's going to be AI. Mm-hmm. But do do you think do you think I I mean they can use the same software, and do you think they're ready to? Do you think the uh, the you know we have this kind of scary thing on AI, anyways? Do you think that SMBs are ready to grasp this and and go into these new dimensions, or do you think it's going to take some time? And one thing that that is super interesting here, when when we don't talk about the first uh, generation of AI, that that actually is not true intelligence, but but about what could be coming in the future. And and here we are, we are you know very vague and visionary. Yeah, but but then um, one thing that that's also the case is that interfaces to such technology become so much easier mm-hmm. because you should not uh, be required to learn. Uh, very new technology to learn a very new way of expressing what you want in order to make use of them, but they mm-hmm. should actually be as intelligent as as a person that you're just describing to what you need. And and suddenly everybody has a lot of assistance in, in getting such things right. And um, I, I think that, that there's a good chance that this might be democratizing um, technological capabilities even more. Mm-hmm. Great. So we're getting that is a, that's a good point. Um, I mean, I'd love AI just to organize my whole life. But you know, so, anyways, um, Florian, we're getting we're getting towards the end of our show, and I'd like to um, come back to to the general being ready for technology and being ready so the consumer can find you as a business. Okay, and if you had. You know, three tips for the small and medium businesses out there to to be ready. What would those three tips be? Uh, so, so for the small businesses, uh, I, I think it's really cool that near me searches are democratizing uh, this again, and that brands really can cannot leverage their sheer size in in order to outplay local businesses. But it's the other way around. Um, actually, now um, the brands have to play on the local businesses' home turf. So mm-hmm. uh, I would sum this up and show more human element. Tell your personal story that relates to customers because in the end, you know, as, as we are so enabled to find those stories, we have more time to consume them and we're all super hungry for experiences. Um, I, I can give you an example. You know, there's the Watch House Tower Bridge coffee shop uh, close to our office in, in London. And it has a 4.6 ranking on Google and 415 reviews. If I search for a coffee shop around our office, um, all the chains are not showing up, but this one is on top. Mm-hmm. So, so really, uh, you know, use that to your advantage and, and don't try to use crazy tricks to manipulate your way to the top and, you know, really be yourself. And, and if you have, um, you know, then the, the willingness to also invest into digital, uh, which should be a normal form of, basically communicating with, with your audiences, with your customers, um, and might replace every sort of marketing investment that you did before, maybe, you know, into print, um, mm-hmm. and then, then you're really doing well. Mm-hmm. Good. And what about our enterprises and out there? What would you say to them? Yeah, they're, obviously, it's, it's not completely different. So mm-hmm. in, invest into uh, near-me search capabilities. So those are the technical ones. But, but it's also um, making this type of search engine optimization, which it also is um, something that you proactively work on. And people used to do this for their websites, which have really low impact on, on bringing people to local businesses. Um, and, and now it's time that they really understand how we as consumers are moving in the real world and, and how they can use that to their advantage. And, and then... I, I think I mentioned that before as well. 
businesses should really have a strategy for mm -hmm. interacting uh, with customers and dealing with their online feedback. And mm -hmm. uh, that, that is something um, where the strategy sometimes is, is the ostrich one, you know, <laughs> the stuff that yeah. I don't see uh, maybe has no effect on me. But, but that's simply not the case. And yeah. um, I mean, if, if you just uh, think of yourself as a consumer, you really want to be heard and, and you really uh, want to connect also to, to the big brands. And I don't want to, um, you know, write to, to the uh, fast food chain that's 50 meters in front of me to get a reply from the other side of the world, which does not really help me. And, mm -hmm. and one thing that, that's in there is, you know, there, there are strong partners that, that can help you with that. We for sure are one of them. And, and it, it's really something that yeah, you can make a vital part of, of your strategy to in, yeah, increase the revenues on a local level. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's great tips for both enterprises brand, uh, enterprise brands and SMBs. And for our listeners, we've been talking about online presence and local search, and we've been talking with Florian Hubner, and he is the co-CEO and co-founder of Location Mar of Uberall, a location marketing SaaS company located in Berlin, Germany, with offices internationally. Uberall helps businesses and consumers gain greater control over the online presence and reputation with the Location Marketing Cloud, a software solution that helps drive traffic to businesses. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Florian, you can reach out to him at the Uberall website, www.uberall.com. And Uberall is also on Facebook, Get Uberall, and on LinkedIn under Get-Uberall, and under Twitter under Get Uberall. And you can also come meet Florian and Uberall at the local search conference in Lisbon, October 13th to 16th. So for more information on local search conference, you can go to www.cinda.com. So Florian, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. And, thank you uh, very, very much for having me. Okay, and it was a fun talk again. Floria Hubner, the CEO, co-CEO of Uberall from Berlin. And you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. It's a program sponsored by Global Business Therapy, SRO, and Cinda. As we said, Cinda has market research and local search conferences in Lisbon coming up October 13th to 16th. And Leadership Beyond Borders, we provide leadership training with a focus on digital transition and digital agencies. And we have the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, which specializes in diversity and C-level development for women. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. Reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail and listen to us every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Download us also on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. And with that, I hope to welcome you back next week and have a great week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.